According to Global Web Index, consumers are spending an average of three hours on social media on a daily basis. My name is Stephen Norton and you are very welcome to the Good Boss, Bad Boss podcast episode 18. Thank you for joining us as we explore the world of work and leadership from a variety of different industries. This podcast seeks to entertain, educate and hopefully change some behaviour to make working life better for all. This episode is a little different than the norm, but if you are a business owner and you have been neglecting your social media, then this interview is going to be a serious wake-up call and will hopefully get you into the good boss category when it comes to social media. There is no doubt that the forced work-from-home model that so many businesses have found themselves in now increases the importance of your online presence. I know that many listeners are business owners and CEOs of small to medium enterprises and I've had plenty of conversations with them about how to use social media well. Well, I'm no expert, but I had the pleasure of attending a webinar recently where the key speaker was Louise McDonnell and she is a social media expert. She was voted in the top 50 Facebook marketing bloggers by Feedspot and she literally has written the book on Facebook marketing, which is called Facebook Marketing, The Essential Guide and was published in 2017. She has helped thousands of businesses sharpen their social media skills and bring them from a profile page to promotion and ultimately to profit. So listen, learn and enjoy. Louise McDonald, you're very welcome to the Good Boss, Bad Boss podcast. Thank you very much for inviting me, Stephen. So I'm getting you on today because I, I, I met you earlier last month at a webinar you gave about how to use social media well. And I think it's a, a modern problem for modern leaders. People would look at me and think, uh, Stephen knows a little bit about social media. He's on Instagram and he's on LinkedIn and all that kind of stuff. But I realized after listening to you, I, I don't have a clue and I'm clueless. And if I'm clueless, I can only imagine that there's thousands of other leaders out there who really don't know how to do this. So you are a social media expert, yeah? Yes. How do you become a social media expert? <laughs> well, how do you become um, a social media expert? I, my background is marketing. So I studied languages and marketing actually in Sligo IT um, back in the day. And when I graduated from college, I, you know, like many people, I worked in many different jobs relating to sales and marketing. So that's always the background I come from when it comes to using any tool, um, you know, for marketing or sales. It's that um, you have to kind of have a strategy and you have you, you know, you just if you're just plodding along and you're not really sure what you're doing or, you know, why you're doing it, you're probably not going to get any results that that you that you need to get. So um, I was uh, working in uh, digital. Not I wasn't working in digital marketing. I was working in a company where digital marketing all of a sudden started to become more important. So I was working in a company around just before I went on maternity leave. So I had my twins in 2008 and I went on maternity leave for just six, seven months. And when I came back, like the recession had really kicked in. And I just remember really noticing the difference from when I left um, the play work then to coming back to a totally different landscape. And what happened was that before I had gone on maternity leave, I had been outsourcing a lot of the digital marketing functions. So I would have been outsourcing, let's say, um, website, 
um, yeah. management. I would have been outsourcing um, uh, search engine optimization. Um, I would have been, you know, and, and when I came back, there was no money. Like when I came back, I like the writing was on the wall for the company because we were working in the construction sector. We were dependent yeah. on the, bo- the so bottom had fallen out of it all. Like yeah. it was like not, you know, so it was like panic stations. So what happened was all the functions that I had outsourced, um, I then took back in house. And I remember Googling and learning and just doing my best to understand all about understanding how to use Google Analytics, how to use Google AdWords, how to use um, email marketing, how to optimize a website. And like social media wasn't even like social media was just like, oh, that's a new thing that, you know, is a nice to have. Yeah. Um, and, and so what happened was I remember then the local enterprise office put on a training course on digital marketing. And I'd say I was the most annoying student in the in the <laughs> class because I had done so much work myself researching it. And I was actually trying to implement it in the workplace. Yeah. I was like sitting at the top of the class with my hands up with like, 10 million questions and I'd say the, the tutor was going oh I wish this one would go away but I literally was going now what happens in this scenario what happens in that scenario and I just wanted to learn so what happened in the end was um, I was actually made redundant from that job and as it happened it was actually on my birthday went into work on my birthday oh my god happy birthday <laughs> yeah yeah so well I suppose they had other things on their mind their company was collapsing all around them but um I knew that it was coming so um I know like my twins were really still small and the, like my mother was minding them because they were too small to go into the creche. Yeah. Um, but I needed to go back to work because my, hu- my husband was also in the construction sector. Oh, so gosh. it was fun, funny, funny, funny time. So my mom would mind the kids three days and I would then um, work two and a half days. But the other half day I started to build up my business. And so what happened when I was actually made redundant was I, here I was, I was a marketer. I was a, a, somebody with a business background who had digital marketing skills. And back in 2009, the only ones that really had those skills were techies. But yeah. the techies didn't have any business background. And so what I found was I, I applied to, to Fulcher Ireland. They were looking for people for their e-marketing panel. And there was nobody more surprised than me when I won the tender. But there right. were so few people at that time that had ex like like that was a that knew how to do search engine optimization that knew how to do email marketing that knew you know what was start what was using social media as well for marketing and so what happened was how do you become an expert i just got in really early and i suppose it it was something that i had an aptitude for because um i i understand techie stuff but i know how to explain it in a way to people who are not technical um, yeah. and, and so that's why it kind of naturally I started doing a lot of work for Fall to Ireland I couldn't have coped with all the work they gave me when I started working for them and then the local enterprise office um, in, contacted me and they said would you mind ever putting a course together on Facebook and I remember sitting there going oh geez I'm a bit busy I just don't know if I could be bothered and then I went okay you know I'll do it and and then I did a course on Facebook marketing and the, it just the demand just never has never stopped yeah. since um, and so because you say, how do you become an expert? Because I train and coach so many businesses and I coach businesses on a one-to-one basis as well. So I see, I know the problems they face. I know the roadblocks that they have. I know why they don't make progress. I see the mistakes that people make all the time. Yeah. So when I go into, when I go into a training course or if I'm on Zoom now, it's all via, via Zoom mm. and I'll do a quick around the room and I'll ask everybody, what's your business? 
where are you in social media? What are you doing? And I will know instantly for that training course what I need to deliver to them because I know the problems they have because everybody has the same problems. Um, and so that's why I wrote the book. So I had delivered, delivered it, developed over time, I developed like a six step system, which I could then go in and roll out in a training program yeah. because if everyone follows these six steps, they are more successful. And so when you are training, so if any trainers out there, when you go into a training room, you might have 15 people, you might have somebody who's never been on Facebook before and somebody who's, you know, working away on Facebook and, you know, they might have a few thousand followers. But generally, and you're right, most people don't really know why they're doing it. No, it isn't. Or how they can use it to actually generate sales. Yeah, I'm I'm told I have to be on Facebook. So here's a picture of the office and uh, here's a picture of the team. And yeah, that's it. We're on Facebook. You know, that's as far as it goes for a lot of people. It is, you see. And and so so what people don't realize is that this is the most powerful marketing tool available to small businesses right now. And there is no barriers to using it. Anyone can open up a Facebook account, anyone can then open up a business page, and anyone can start using Facebook ads. And they can tap into the most powerful aspects of that of the remarketing um, techniques within social media, within Facebook and Instagram. Anyone can do it. Okay, and I think that's wonderful. Rewind back here, actually, because we're, we're getting we're getting into to, to details here, and I'm dying to, to know more. But when we talk about social media, there is so many things out there. What are the top platforms that businesses actually really need to be on or are aware of or that they can utilize? Because there's so many things you could use and there's so many things you, you, you would need to cover if you really wanted to cover every platform, but you can't, you know, you're, you're running the business as well. So what should people, what are the top platforms to focus on for businesses really? See, see it's never about the business. Okay. It's about their customers. Okay. So, so I was doing a session the other day with a guy who's in his sixties and I was saying to him, yeah, you need to look at TikTok. So it's not about him. Really? It's not about him. It's where his customers are hanging out. Okay. okay. You know, so if, if somebody comes to me and they say, like, I get lots of people coming to me saying, well, I'm fed up now with Facebook and I just want to use Instagram. I'm like, who are you targeting? And they tell me, I'm like, well, go back to Facebook because your customers aren't hanging out on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. You know, and you might have other people then who um, like that, you know, are just not thinking, they're thinking about it from their own perspective. Um, But really, it's all about where your customers are hanging out. And, and, and sometimes as well, your customers are hanging out on a few platforms, a few different platforms. But let's say, for example, there's a guy I work with, and he, he, he's targeting leave insert students. So, so, so what we do for for his campaign strategy is he, he reaches the mother's um, and potentially okay. the grandmothers on Facebook um, okay. who are spending the money. Um, but he reaches the kids on Instagram. Right. And it's a very different strategy. So on Instagram, it's fun and memes and having the crack and a bit of that. Whereas on, on, on Facebook, it's like, are your kids making the right decision about honors or ordinary level? Yeah. Or have your, yeah. It's a different message. So it's, it's never about you're you. It's it's never, never, never about you and your business. It's about your customers, and that 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 bit of advice is not it, that's like from the social networks they use to you know the content that you push out there. It's always about them. To mm. the language that you use, it's not about your features, what you're selling. It's about the problems they're having and how you can help solve them. 
And so again, it's always from the customer's perspective. But just to give you a little bit of breakdown, because um, I, I kind of felt you were going to ask me this question, but um, <laughs> to give a little bit of perspective, um, Facebook, there's 2.4 billion people using Facebook on the planet. They're wow. active users, 2.4 billion people. YouTube then um, has got 2 billion active users. WhatsApp, owned by Facebook, has 1.6 billion active users in the, in the world. Messenger, Facebook Messenger, 1.3 billion active users. Um, Instagram, 1 billion active users. TikTok has gone from 500 million to 800 million. Mm. Um, and Twitter is 3.3 million. So that just gives a little bit of perspective. What I am so pat, like I actually love what I do. I actually love what I do. I was loved, delighted to take my two weeks off there recently. But, you know, when I'm back, I'm like, you I'm back. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that businesses like a small business, there's Facebook now, 2.4 on Facebook, 1.6 on WhatsApp, billion users, 1.3 billion users on Messenger and 1 billion users on, on Instagram and growing. So there is a platform, like there are four platforms. And when you use Facebook ads, you can run your ads across the four of those. Yeah. So, so for a small business, like that's just phenomenal. And, you know, the- yeah. And uh, so, that, I mean, that, that sounds amazing and sounds like you, you can reach such a massive audience, but, and, and okay, I get what you're saying. You have to meet them where they are and, and what they want. But are people not just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and, and they just bypass? How effective is it? Yeah, so so um, it's really effective when you do it right. But there's so, so many businesses, and when it comes to leadership, I think that they see social media as, oh, you know, I better get on Facebook because I've been told to be there. Yeah. Or I better, as you said earlier on, and and so, so what I see is people on social media because they think they need to be there. I see leaders um, maybe, you know, in, in organizations and they have, their staff working on their social media, but the staff aren't trained to use the social media effectively. And then they don't give them a budget um, mm. to use effectively, or they don't know how to use the budget. Um, um, other things that I see are organizations, even nonprofits will come to me and they say, we don't have a budget for Facebook ads. And I say, right, are you still putting yeah. ads in the newspaper? Are you still printing flyers? Yeah. I said, well, take some budget off that and put it into your ads. You're going to get a better return. You know, so so people don't see, don't understand how powerful a tool this is. So let me try and explain how powerful, powerful it is. If you get your content right, so a lot, so the, so the ads won't work if you don't have a strategy which links your content and your ads. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you can get your content right, so if you, for, so 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 that involves so many different factors as well. But if you can get your content right. There is like first level targeting, second level targeting and third level targeting. So when you hear people talking about sales funnels, that's what they're talking about. Okay. First first level targeting is when I target people based on their demographics. So it may be because of their where they're living, their location, their age, their interests. Okay. Mm. That's first level targeting. Okay, first level targeting is for brand awareness because people don't know you, so so yeah. so they won't they won't necessarily buy from you. Okay, so this mistake number one businesses make is that they try to sell to people who they just know by their demographics. They're just identifying them by their de- demographics. That doesn't tend to work because 
people tend to, to, to buy from businesses that they know and trust, or they need to have seen them more than once before they buy. It's unusual for somebody to see you and then just buy from you. Okay. Mm. Obviously it depends on what you're selling. So that's first level targeting is when you target people based on demographics. But here's the thing where Facebook can really, really help small businesses because it's really easy to do the second and third level targeting within Facebook. So second level targeting and third level targeting is targeting people based on actions that they've taken. Okay. So that action may be that they have liked your Facebook page. That action may be that they've interacted with an ad or a post that you have created on Facebook or Instagram. That action may be that they have watched a video that they've watched a video that you have published on your Facebook or Instagram account. That action may be that they visited your website. That action may be that they spent three minutes on your website. So there are so so, so the, that's what we that's the remarketing. So you're remarketing different messages to people based on the actions they have taken. So in order to be able to do that, you cannot do it unless you sat down and you formulated a plan. And yeah. the plan. The plan must look at what the goals are yeah, and then creating content to, to help achieve the goals. And then your first level targeting, your second level targeting, your third level targeting. So this, this is starting to um, scare me <laughs> because, because it sounds like you have to be um, a data scientist it's kind of second level, first level demographics, their interests, you know, we're, we're FBI now level to get to get I worked with I worked with um this just this week now I worked at three different businesses we sat down I had one lady who said Louise I'm done with Facebook I hate it I've done all the training courses I don't get it I don't yeah. want to do it I'm just going to pay you to do it and so we she was work I was working with her to create a campaign and so I just kept going no no you'll be fine you'll be fine so we took out the calendar and we said okay when's your launch date? So she's a coach. I said, when's yeah. your launch date for that program? When's your launch date then? Okay. So who, who, who are your, um, who are your ideal customers? She says X, Y, and Z. I said, what, what are their greatest? What's their pain right now? What's their greatest pain right now? And she told me, so we, pl- we sat, look at the calendar and we said, we're going to do this on this date. We're going to do this on this date. We're going to do this on this date. And so then what we did was we, populated that in so what we decided we were going to do was a series of interviews on our facebook page okay because people who watch those videos have that problem then yeah. we decided we we're going to do a lead magnet because the people who want to download the lead magnet they have that problem okay and then i just sat down and i said right we so within three minutes we filled up her content calendar for two for two months and i said to her you don't need to do any more social media than those two to three posts a week happy days done and I said, we'll do, this is what, exactly what we're going to do. So, so now it's still not easy to do the lead magnets and come up with the content. That's the hard yeah. thing. Yeah. The targeting, who's your ideal customer? Who watches the video? Who went to your website? What message do you send back to them? That's, that's doable. And, and, and actually, so, 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 so she, she is, she's a lady. And I suppose she's a lady who said to me, I hate Facebook. It doesn't work. Yeah. So I, I left her. I said, how do you feel now? She goes, I'm really excited. Yeah. So I sent her a message yesterday and I said, how are you getting on? She goes, I'm really motivated. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, you're so going to love Facebook by the time I finish with you. <laughs> it, you mentioned just two or three posts a week. One, one thing that bugs me, whether it be Instagram or even LinkedIn or, or, or Facebook is, is over 
sharers, <laughs> people who uh, are are basically giving you a mini documentary of their life. And it's even more irritating when it's their business for me, because I kind of go, look, you know, this is too much. Are, are they right to be kind of saturating the feed with posts and letting us in behind the scenes and showing us what their life is like and what they're having for breakfast and how good their hair looks today and um, the new runners they got and uh, the fact that they went for a run. God, you can't go for a run, not post it. What's the crack with that? Is that is the, is that are, are they right to saturate or is that a, a mistake? It, so, so there's lots of different types of content that you put out there. Some of the time it's just awareness content, which is just keeping your brand top of mind. So, 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 so let's say, for example, I put up a photograph saying just back from my holidays, which I did. And here's a few snaps from my holidays. Um, and I'll, I'll get a message or two back from my page going, Louise, what was that social academy again? And when, when is the next event? So that just reminds people you're there. So that awareness content does have an impact. Okay. So you're right, though. You don't want to overdo it because if you find that people are unfollowing you or you, you know, that if those posts don't really have any impact, well, then you need to question, are you overdoing it? Okay. Um, so it's all about getting the right balance. But awareness content is, is important. So I know I have a social media calendar um, that, I, that I have put together, which it's available for sale on my website, but members of my social media academy get it for free. And that's one of the calendars that I was working on when I was working with my client the other day. And like, there's lots of ideas for, let's say, International Pet Day, or, you know, there's lots of ideas for content because that awareness content still keeps your brand top of mind. So one of my mantras is that you don't always have to be selling to sell. Yeah. So sometimes okay. you just need to remind, sometimes people need to know who you are, how you're different, what you can do for them. And then after that, you need to just remind them that you're there so that when they have a requirement for what you're looking, when they have a requirement for what you're selling or offering, that they think of you. Mm. Okay. So that awareness content is important, but you don't need to overdo it. So I'm very much of the belief when it comes to Facebook in particular, that less is more. And that what works in Facebook is when you're planning campaign by campaign. Okay. So anyone, let's say, so it's like we're like in August now, we're coming into September. Lots and lots of businesses have invested in the trading online voucher. They have new websites. Those websites will not generate sales by themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so if I was, let's say, an online retailer, I would be sitting down and I would be looking at the key dates in the calendar. I would be looking at other awareness type dates in the calendar and I would be planning a campaign right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would be looking to see, can I have some kind of a launch event? Can I have some, can I create different events between now and Christmas to generate sales opportunities? We're Irish for the most part, the people in Ireland, you know, Irish business owners, we're, we're not great at selling ourselves. We think that that's a bit dirty, isn't it? You know what I mean? God, would you look at him going on about himself? You know, God, look at him there, bigging himself up, blowing his own trumpet. Jeez, look, there's a little bit of kind of, well, like if you have to say you're great yourself, you mustn't be that great. <laughs> you know, I know. how do we, is, is that a problem that you see in terms of people yeah, putting themselves major. out there? It's major. It is major. Yeah, it's major because like that, oh, sure, look, I don't want to be saying it. No. But I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, I was another example. It was actually a, a different life coach, or was it a business coach? In oh, some coach, I can't remember. It's a few weeks ago now, but there's a coach um, for everything nowadays. <laughs> there's a coach for everything nowadays. That is so true. But this guy, anyhow, was just kind of, and I was, I was trying to figure out when I was chatting to him because it was a one-to-one coaching session. So I was trying to figure out, and I was chatting to him, trying to draw out from him 
how he was different because most businesses don't know this or they don't use it. So I was trying to ask different questions and trying to draw out. And so anyhow, throughout the conversation, anyhow, he said to me, oh, yeah, sure. I remember that when I was in St. Pat's myself. And I was like, all right, OK, are, are you a teacher? And he's like, no, no, no. I, I, I studied psychology for three years. And I'm like, OK, yeah. you don't mention that anywhere. <laughs> that totally differentiates you from lots of other coaches. Yeah. I said, I would I would I would put more, you know, um, I would put you at a higher level because you yeah, have that yeah. level of training. You have three hours, three hours, three years of a degree in psychology. And he's like, oh, I didn't think that was relevant. So, um, you know, so, so as I was saying, when it comes to social media, if you get somebody's attention, like somebody's scrolling in their newsfeed, right? And you get their attention. The yeah. first thing they're going to do is click through and check you out. Yeah. Whether that's Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or Twitter, it doesn't matter what the platform, the same thing happens. Hmm. So when you put out good content and then somebody clicks through and checks you out, okay, if you don't tell them how you're different or why they should choose you, then they're less, you know, you're less likely to convert them. So that's like when I talk about my six step system, step one is optimization for conversions. That sounds really convoluted, but what is it? That's that just means that when someone comes to your Facebook or your website or your email or whatever it is, and they they go, Well, who is this person? That they that coach. They says, yeah, I'm a coach. I'm delivering a program. I'm a, I've studied this. I've got three, you know, I'm, I'm, I've studied whatever it is. If that makes him different to somebody who's just starting off with no experience, who hasn't got that background, well, that's what something that somebody might decide they want to do business with him rather than somebody else. So, so I always say to my customer or to my to my to my clients, imagine now that. Um, let's say it was um let's say you were the coach i'd be saying Stephen. imagine you're the mm. coach and you've studied three years and you have worked with over a thousand clients and you've five or six years experience under your belt yeah. and say imagine yeah. if i opened up beside you and i thought you were great so i copied everything you did i copied your website i copied your social media channels i copied everything I said, what could you say in your description or in your story or in your bio? What can you say or your that's going to that, that I cannot say? And when I put it like that, people nearly mm. get cross. Oh, what can I say that they can't say? Yeah. But that's what you need to do. Yeah, that's getting really down to the differentiator. Yeah. So if you had a, a, a competitor disrupting you what would you do to make yourself different? That's a very interesting way of looking at it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, you know, if you were on the phone and someone says, well, I was, you know, you know, somebody said to me, well, as they did it recently, oh, I was going to get somebody else to do the training. And I'm like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. But I've been training online via Zoom for five years now. I'm not sure if they have. I'm not sure if your customers are going to get the same experience as if they used me. So you got to just think if you're on the phone to somebody and somebody said, oh, I'm thinking about going with your competitor. What do you tell them to get them over the line? And just forget about what your neighbors or your in-laws or whoever it is is going to say if they read your description. Chances are they won't read it. And if they do, so what? It's business. Blow your own trumpet. You got to do it. Yeah, there's a confidence that people need to get to, to, to do that. So that that's on the, the sales end and, and, the, and the, the, the marketing end of, of social media. But then there's an internal issue as well, I suppose. You know, social media, especially with the lockdown, people are at home now working from home. They're on, you know, mobile use in work 
you know, was a, when we were in the office was a little bit more restrictive. You know, people couldn't be on their phones all day. But because they're home now and they're on a laptop, their social media accounts are kind of available to them all the time. Has has lockdown, has COVID-19 changed how people use social media in work? Um, yeah, you're right. Like, actually, what we've noticed, um, some of the stats that have come out is that um, a lot of the growth in the social media usage has been on the desktop rather than a mobile. So exactly what you're saying. Um, so the increase in Facebook, I have some stats here, if I can read them. And um, the increase in Facebook is here is um, Facebook.com increased by 27% during the lockdown, where as the app only increased by 1.2%. Netflix okay. increased by um, 16% Netflix.com, whereas Netflix, the app was just 0.03. And even YouTube oh. increased by 15%.com, whereas the YouTube app decreased by 4.5%. That's certainly a reflection of remote working because first of all, you don't have commuters who are sitting on a train or a bus um, for an hour or two a day. So that's that opportunity to reach people when they're commuting is is gone because they're not commuting. But they are possibly having a little sneaky look online as well uh, throughout the day. Look, I think, you know, I think it's a wider issue, to be honest, Stephen. I think that's about how leaders manage people remotely. And I think that um, that is something that is going to become more to the fore. Like it's going to be more, you know, it's going to be more common. So it, you know, and sometimes it's not, a, it's just about making sure people get their work done. So it's about good management. Mm. What do you have to do? Did you get it done? Did you get it done to the best of your ability? And what are you doing moving forward? And in it, you know, within, I, my belief is if they're having a sneaky look at their Facebook in between times, so what if they get their work done? Yeah. Um, and I suppose for, for people here that are using social media to target customers we still want them to be having the sneaky look because then we can we can reach them we can sell them stuff so so like my belief is that q4 of 2020 online is going to be massive Mm. social media is going to be massive because i think that okay we may go to the shopping centers but i think we're we're more likely to buy more products and services than ever before online Mm. so businesses now have invested in the websites but they need to sit down and work on their strategy because it won't just happen by itself. And giving, and and it's a point I suppose I was making earlier on, you you sometimes see an intern coming into a business and they are then, given the responsibility yes. of managing social media. Yeah, and the intern true. knows nothing, doesn't know the trumpet, doesn't know how this business is different. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't know anything about the business, isn't, doesn't, hasn't been taught how to use social media. So maybe they've grown up using social media and maybe they're brilliant on it. But if they don't know how to use it from a business perspective, they won't know how to use it. They won't know how to use Facebook ads. And yeah. you can tell them to go spend money, but they won't use it use it effectively. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so just uh, being a consumer, be, being a passenger on a plane doesn't make you a good pilot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And you, you actually, you're dead right. You do see that a lot. They, you know, they get, oh, we'll get the young one to look after the Twitter. <laughs> we'll get the young one to look after the Instagram. And, because and, that'll, that'll tick the box for yeah, someone that. Yeah. And, and, and next thing, you know, it's not, it's not having any effect because apart from anything else, I mean, that, that, that young person will be thinking of their demographic and that may be not the customer you know yeah. that that's not the customer at all so um yeah that's very true you do see that a lot is is there anybody another, is sorry go ahead yeah another thing that you see businesses do is that they outsource 
their social media to to somebody who like that hasn't done the work to understand how this business is different, what the core messages are and what they should be communicating time and time again, every time they post. And like that is saying, oh, I'll do five posts a week for you. Mm. But it's generic content. Like I watched a webinar the other day. um, I won't say who delivered it, but it was like how to create 30 days of content or something in so much time or in 10 minutes or whatever. So I said, gosh, this is very interesting. I've got to have a look. And I came away going, oh, my God, that's awful. So like what they were saying was just, you know, you know, share articles from different places. And here's a great website to get loads of articles, which is fine every now and then. But if that's all you're doing, it will have zero impact for your business. When you're looking at that, you know, putting content that's useful out there and you talked earlier on about the, the awareness content. Does social media blur the line between work life and home life a bit more, especially for for leaders who, you know, owner managers of of businesses because they might be checking it out in the evening time is it yeah i mean do they end up kind of working more and you know always on because social media never sleeps i don't know if it's if it's just social media i would be very guilty of that myself but it's i'm not just checking my social media i'm having a quick look at my email i'm having a quick look at my my you know i think i think it's probably more the smartphone um uh, and it's all about being disciplined yourself like if you you know, that you decide you're not going to look at your phone. Once you start looking mm. at your phone, you're gonna, if you're going to start checking things. Um, yeah, I'd be very guilty of that myself. Uh, I And if I'm running a campaign for a client or for myself, um, you know, it's just I just love to see how things are, are moving on. But I suppose I can I can have a quick look and still and still, you know, go back to my own life or still watch the TV or go for a walk or do whatever. But yeah, you're probably right. You know, I probably need to do it less. I need to. <laughs> so you you can't throw stones here in glass houses no. Nope. <laughs> and no that's that's not what I teach people to do. <laughs> what what um what leaders are doing this really well would you say in 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 terms of you know there, there's probably some people that we should all kind of take a a leaf out of their book and have a look at how, how they're doing this how, you know how they're putting themselves across how they're putting their companies across who's doing it really well in your opinion? Um, I've just thought of a few examples for that of people who kind of stood out to me, especially during the pandemic, um, because I believe it or not, I think we're kind of facing into another few months of a little bit of uncertainty and I think of a little bit more a more online. I, th- I think we are yeah. like I think that, you know, even if we have a little bit more freedom, it's still going to be cautious freedom. OK, yeah, yeah. So, so people that stood out to me was does Mary McHugh. Um, she's a, Ma- a Mayo based lady and she has. Um, a platform it's Irish online counseling and psychotherapy service right and she just from the very get-go the minute that the the pandemic came in has shown amazing leadership so with every you know your, your SWOT analysis strengths opportunities weaknesses threats with every threat there's an opportunity okay yeah. and Mary um, and I don't even think she saw it as an opportunity she's just she's such a good person what what they started to do was every day on their Facebook page. And I would have been critical going, you're doing too much. You're doing far right. too much. Okay. They would do three, three posts a day. They would do uh, some a kind of a live interview, um, a live session where it was like a meditation session and, you know, something else I, I can't even remember, but they were doing all this. And what it was, was just focusing in on the problems that people were having and offering free advice. So, you know, it was an interview and how to do this an interview, how to cope with this, with the other. And, and so this was just put out there, um, you know, free. Um, 
And but then if somebody wanted a one to one support, you could buy it. Yeah. So I just thought she got her model right in that she gave, you know, because it's you know you have to get the balance between giving, you know, and no, not don't get in business. You can't give away too much for free. You go out of business. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, like, I'm not actually a fan of giving away stuff for free. Mm. Um, but I think that Mary just did it right in that she, she gave support to people when they needed it. And then she had the backing services. I think she's 18 um, counselors in the background and she runs a worldwide platform so that yeah. when somebody says, you know what, that really helped me, but I, I need to speak to somebody. There is your, there's your booking service. There's how you get your one to one and off you go. And I suppose so, that what she obviously then was set up website wise to have that booking service in the background that, you know, it wasn't just a post. Do you know what I mean? She had she had the website set just, up perfectly as well. Yeah. Her, her business was always an online counseling oh, service. OK, yeah. Yeah. So what she just did, it was that she upped the ante during the pandemic when people really had the requirement. Super, um, yeah. Yeah, so she's she's one that stands out. Um, another one that stands out is um, um, Pat Slattery and Donna Kennedy um, from the Outstanding Network. Right. Uh, again, again, two really amazing leaders. Um, and what they did is they, they've been, they've been help in a kind of providing leadership um, programs and support to businesses for years now. But mm. they set up the what was called the the Outstanding Network, and um, it was a private group on Facebook. And like that, have been just rolling out free advice, free supports and, and growing their network and growing the number of people who connect with them. Um, That's interesting. A private Facebook group, but it, it actually is a marketing tool as well, kind of, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Is that, is that I've, 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 I haven't seen, I've seen, uh, you know, uh, podcaster support groups and different support groups as, as Facebook groups, but you know what you're suggesting is that companies can set up a private facebook group invite people in you know share content have the network help each other within that group as well i suppose is that it yeah so what what you like a lot of the growth of social media is kind of going to be in a more private uh, space oh okay Okay? the future of social media is actually private that the quote that comes from mark zuckerberg himself that goes back to about a year and a half ago Okay. Um, and what he, what they recognized was that like there was a time when everybody shared, you know, their life story on Facebook. And then you had the uh, Cambridge Analytica scandal. And following that, there was like a really negative taste in, in users' mouths, you know, for, and what they noticed was that people still use social media. They still yeah. went on and looked and to see what was happening. So there's still eyeballs there, okay, which is what we need from a marketing perspective. But a lot of the sharing of you know, the, the kids' uh, milestones, like their, you know, birthdays and all of that, that kind of moved to private groups, whether it was like a WhatsApp group. So yeah. you see lots of WhatsApp groups, like in fairness, WhatsApp groups annoy mm. me. But anyway. Um, <laughs> ping, ping, ping. Yeah, <laughs> Just yeah, constantly. Silence, silence <laughs> groups, silence groups. So, yeah. um, so but like uh, a Facebook group is a really good example of that because it gives people a private space where right. they can share information freely and, you know, their, you know, their friends or family or neighbors don't necessarily, you know, don't see that information because it's in the, in within a private space. So um, having a, a private group, I actually did a training course on it, a module on it, um, is how to grow, how to use a private group 
to build brand awareness and grow your grow sales. So it's a really good thing to do. So yeah, as you said at the very start, people need to trust you before they'll do business with you. And in a private group, you've got an inherent trust there because you're in the group. It's you're in the tribe. So there's a little bit of inherent trust built in if you're already in that group, I suppose. So they're more likely to do business with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're right. But um, running those groups takes a lot of time of energy. Yeah. And yeah. and Pat and Don have done it really well. They were another good example. Like Samantha Kelly, of course, Women Inspire Network has been running for years. Um, mm. And she's another leader um, in this space. And again, that that group does amazing work to support people um, in, in a private kind of uh, safe space within social media. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's definitely a, a, something to keep an eye on for people. Yeah, I think that'll be something that a lot of people will find very new as well, um, which, is, which is interesting. What are the big mistakes people make when it comes to social media? What are the what are the top three clangers? Top one. <laughs> not having a strategy. Okay. I can have somebody in my course uh, doing courses and they might have 6,000 followers and I can have somebody who has 60 mm. and they may be getting the same results. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because just because you've built up a following doesn't mean that you are actually using it to generate sales. Okay. So top one mistake, not having a strategy. Being on, like some, somebody said to me, Louise, I actually, uh, I don't have a problem getting any, making an impact on social media. Um, I post all the time, but I don't get any business from it. Mm. So, so I come back and say, number one, because you like, you haven't got a strategy. You haven't sat down. And so what's your strategy? Number one, what's your goals? Number two, who's your ideal customer? Number three, how are you going to get the retention? Number four, what's your first level targeting? Number five. What's your seven, second level targeting? Number six, what's your third level targeting? Number seven, get out the calendar now and let's plan this. Number eight, what's your budget? Number nine, roll out the campaign. Number 10, how did it work? Did it yeah. work? Did we have, you're constantly tweaking campaigns because you need to try and get the, obviously the optimal results. Yeah. And then after that, it's a re- using that to inform future campaigns. So <laughs> I've, got a fu- I've got a funny feeling. This is the bit of the podcast that people are going to rewind and play again. What did she say number three was? What did she say number four was? <laughs> uh, <laughs> there, we've, we've got, we've got a, a, a piece of gold there in that list. Um, it, yeah. it, it, so that's, yeah, have, have a strategy. And, and you answered my next question was, what do you mean? Um, but if you can get the results with, with, with small amounts of, of, of people, what do you really need to be investing money-wise into social media? Because, you know, most people don't invest anything. They, they, they invest their email address and password. And that's it. And and a bit of time to come up with a, with a few posts. But they're not actually spending money. Uh, you know, I don't know how many people, how many businesses, you know, is there a percentage of businesses that actually do have a social media uh, spend budget? And what is a typical budget? Obviously, depending on the size of your business, it's, it will change. But, you know, a huge amount of SMEs, you know, Ireland is mostly SMEs. It's not big corporates. You know what I mean? It's, it's small to medium em- enterprises and even micro enterprises. What, what should you be spending to, to get some sort of impact if you're a small business owner? So it goes, it goes back to the number one. What, what are your goals? Okay. Yeah. So if you're a coach and you're going to launch a program and you're going to charge a thousand euros per head 
And you want 10 people on that, that's 10,000 euros. So yeah. how much budget are you going to put to that mm. to, to, to get 10,000 euros? So, um, so again, you, you, you nearly work back to the goal. What's it worth to you? Yeah. Okay. And then after that, you need to look at how, like, are you running a lead magnet? If you're running a lead magnet, like a free download, you know, you got to run an ad for that. So then you got to have, make sure that that lead magnet that you're, first of all, you're designing the ad effectively. So it has maximum impact. And that's not easy, by the way, lots of people do that really badly. And then they say Facebook ads don't work. No. The next yeah. thing you need to have, next thing you have is a landing page. So if you're bringing somebody to a website where they're going to get the lead magnet, if, is that effective? Mm. You know, and, and then you're looking at, so how many people looked at the ad? How many people clicked on the ad? How many people downloaded the lead magnet? How many people? So what you need to think about is this. Usually conversion rates are about 5 to 10%. Okay. 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 5 to 10%. So 10% would be really good. But if let's yeah. say you're giving away a free lead magnet, how much do you need to spend? So what is your click-through rate? What's your landing page cost? How many, and when you get people to the landing page, how many of them actually sign up? So let's say you spend three or 400 euros. How many signups does that end up? Yeah. Does that, that, and then after they sign up, where are you going to bring them next? Is it a sequence of emails? Is it a webinar? Is it, what is it? Is, is it just, or are you selling something? You just bring them to the website and retargeting the website. What, it depends on the business. But ultimately what you've got to do is be able to track, you know, what, what results you're getting along the way. And so again, if you wanted to have, if you want to, if you want to have a 5% conversion rate and you have a hundred people, let's say in a webinar and you hope to, you know, the, the 5% conversion rate would be what is that? Can't even do, is that five yeah. conversions? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Five conversions. So if the four five conversions give you a thousand euros, that's, that's 5,000. So again, what you got to figure out what's worth to get them there. And yeah. what you also need to remember is if you're starting out, it's the hardest time, right? Because mm. if you do a campaign this time and you convert, let's say 10 people, okay, you, you achieve your goal. Um, there's also going to be people who you have interacted with in that campaign who just weren't ready and they may buy the next time around. Yes. Okay. So you're building a foundation. Of, you're of building the all yeah. the time. Yeah. So how much do you spend, Stephen? There, like, I, I can't say you should spend this amount yeah. on a campaign because it depends on what you're selling. It depends on if you're selling coaching programs or if you're selling, if you're, you're selling masks and the masks are 10 euros, you know, yeah. um, it depends on if you're selling, you know, um, services, products, how much they are, how much they yeah. cost. Are you selling, if you're selling phones and you have to pay 500 euros for the phone, you're selling them for 600, well, like you don't have much yeah. leeway. So like if you're selling, if you're a B&B and you're selling, you know, um, you know, nights and it's 40 euros or whatever, I don't know what it is a night. Yeah. You've got a different budget than if you're a hotel and you're a five-star hotel and you're, you know, you're going to get more money for that. So it just, it's like, it just depends. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you so do need to, you do need to sit, it actually goes back to point one, have a strategy. The goal. Because yeah. you need to figure out what that is uh, for you, because there's no point in, in spending a load and, and not being able to bring people to where you need them to be. So putting up posts that don't have any end goal, you know, that's, it's nice. And I uh, hope you enjoyed your time doing it, but it's not actually doing anything for your business. Exactly. It's fascinating to be talking about this. Um, you know, I think it's a crucial time for people to think about this, given that the old style of networking just got wiped out. You know, it just got wiped out um, overnight. Um, I, I was a great kind of, I'll meet you for a cuppa. 
kind of fella but that's gone now you know and I have found that you know I'm comfortable enough on Zoom and I'll, I'll meet people for a, a video chat and talking to a good guy uh, yesterday and he was sitting in his car after dropping his kids off uh, you know somewhere and we had a good chat and I'd never met him before so it is it is possible to do it but we have to become comfortable with this new way and uh, the the connection through social media is going to be really important for businesses but only if we put a business hat on it not if we just think of it as a consumer of social media exactly yeah exactly yeah. so yeah so say so what are the top two things number one that strategy yeah yeah you no know, and that's that's where i that's where like having the business background i think helps me differentiate myself the services mm. i have i understand social media i understand how it works but you also have to understand how business works yeah yeah before we finish up this, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm always very interested in young people and, and how they're, uh, you know, I always think we should we should try and get it right with young people so that way we don't have to fix them later. Um, but we have a huge amount of social media companies based here with the European headquarters, whether it be LinkedIn, Google, Facebook, you know, uh, Slack. We've got plenty of them here in terms of um, those those tech companies. What what should young people be doing? Because, I mean, obviously you kind of organically became a social media expert and, and your expertise shines. Uh, what should young people, college graduates, what should they be looking at and, and uh, looking at how to grow their own expertise in this to make them more attractive to, to companies at the moment from the point of view of wanting to work in this industry as well? What do, what do you think? Uh, knowing that you had a different path, but... How, how do you think they should be looking at it now? Well, if if I had a son or a daughter who had just qualified from college, I'd be saying to them, <laughs> just get as much experience as you can. And if that means that you go to your local charity um, or your local, um, you know, GAA, you know, Facebook page or soccer club or whatever mm. you're into, or if you're into dancing, whatever it is, or if there's a... You know, if there's a, a campaign running to help somebody out, get involved and get as much experience as you can um, mm. and get as much training as you can. Um, my experience and it has been whenever I've taken graduates in is that I have to like train them from scratch. Right. Yeah. You know, so um, and that's, you know, and, and but look, at I think anyone that leaves college, you know, you leave college, you have a degree. It shows that you've studied to a certain level and that you're capable of doing that. And then you go to the workplace and they teach you what you want. They yes. want you to do. Yeah. So so for for a college graduate, I'd be saying just get out there and get as many campaigns under your belts, because that's what's going to help you be able to offer real um, a, a real uh, opportunity to help businesses when you get working with them. Great stuff, and no time like the present to be doing that. Uh, when, yeah, there's when... loads of opportunities. Yeah, if you see yeah. somebody out there, and you know, you know that they're, you know, doing a, you know, a, a GoFundMe, or and you like, and they and you say, hey, I'm a graduate. Would you, you know, I'd love to help you out. Can I help you with your graphics? Can I help you with this? Can I help you with the other? Mm. Can I help you schedule? Can I do a nice Instagram puzzle grid for you? Can I do your stories? You know. Do it and better get it on your CV. And you can do it remotely. So that means the world literally is your oyster. In the terms world of that. is your oyster. Yeah, that's so true. brilliant. Yeah, that's what I, if, that, if it were my kids. And my kids are, they're not even in secondary school yet, but 
I'm like already showing them. I'm like, this is Canva. Do you think you could do that puzzle grid for me? <laughs> wow, there are going to be some powerhouses by the time they, they leave. Like, they, they no, leave. we don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation has been fascinating, enlightening, totally educational. And we, we, you know, I'm sure there's loads more that we could talk about and get into the detail. And uh, uh, but before you go, where, where can people find more about you? Um, because I, I guarantee you there's uh, talk about lead generation. There's going to be loads of people going, I need to find out more about this. So where can they talk to you? Um, I have I have two websites, um, but I, I just want to let people know I run a social media academy for small businesses. And what I do is I do live training every month. So two live training courses um, that people that as a member, you have full access to um, and you can come in. I do. You're generally about 40 minutes long. Um, and then there's a live Q&A and I stay on live till all the questions are answered. Great. Um, so, so that's my social media academy. I also do a group coaching session. So once a month on a Friday, we any of my members can just come in and they get to ask me a question. Louise, what will I do about this? And I'm like, do this, do the other, check it out this way. So that's like a group coaching session happens once a month. Um, and that social media academy is 18 euros a month. So it's oh, a kind of price wow. at a level that it's just That's really it's good. Yeah. And everything is recorded and available on playback on my website. And on playback, you get to speed me up double time. So you can watch a 40 minute course <laughs> in 20 minutes. Uh, that's what I with, like to with, do. With a chipmunk voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fine, who cares? So um, so this is my social media academy. And that is something. Now I'm going to, I am going to be changing the pricing structure fairly lively because um, I'm going to have founding members, but anyway, that's coming, I'd say in the next few weeks. So it's worth checking out right now. So you'll yeah. find that on sell on social.media. That's the website, www.sellonsocial.media. And it's social media Academy is the option you're looking there and you can pay annually as well and get two months free. Great. Um, and so I also offer if there's any organizations who want corporate training. So I do corporate training as well. So say, for example, yesterday I had a national federation. And what I do there is I review your social media channels. I sit down, I'll do the deliver the training via Zoom in a classroom style. So everybody gets to chat all the way through. I give exercises, I challenge people, I get them to give me feedback. Um, and if you want to contact me, you can go to louisemcdonald.com just for my speaking or corporate training, that yeah. kind of thing. You have been you've been brilliant and very generous with your time. So I'm I'm delighted to have gotten you onto the podcast because I think this has been absolutely valuable for me. And I'm sure there's loads of listeners who are going to find this amazing. So thanks very much, Louise. You're welcome. As a business owner myself, there was so much in there that really hit home for me. And so I hope this was useful for you too. Louise is a fountain of knowledge on this topic and I can see how it could transform businesses who can get it right with the right strategy. Head over to Louise's website. It really is well worth checking out. If you enjoyed this episode, why not share it with your friends and colleagues? I've had a great response to the podcast this year and you can find all the back catalogue on my website www.stephennaughton.com. There are loads of great interviews with amazing leaders and thinkers. If there is a topic or industry you'd like me to cover, please contact me. My email is stephen at stephennorton.com. You can find more from me on Instagram at goodbossbadbosspodcast and I promise I'll be back next month with another Good Boss Bad Boss guest. Until then, goodbye. <laughs>